Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. Transform your personal and professional life in 30 days with Our Majesty Meditation Program. Go to livinghour.org slash majesty. Get 30% off with the coupon code INSPIRATION. Once again, that's livinghour.org slash majesty. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Love's Way by Orson Sweat Martin, published in 1918. After an ugly scar had been made by a stone quarry in the mountainside opposite John Ruskin's home, destroying the beauty of his favorite landscape, he placed a big chair in front of the window of his study so that it would conceal the scar from him while working because it disturbed the harmony of his thought. If you have received an ugly scar from someone, perhaps whom you trusted and believed in, if you have a sore spot, a tender spot anywhere that mars your happiness, don't aggravate your pain by looking at it, keeping the sore open by reviewing a painful experience or cherishing a grudge against the one who injured you. Cover your wound with the mantle of love instead. Forgive and forget the injury, and your wound will soon heal. If you would be truly happy, Bless where others curse, love where others hate, forget where others condemn. Revenge, prejudice, hatred, spite, the desire for retaliation, all the ill will family, act as irritants to the body and mind, and often destroy the health as well as the happiness of those who indulge in them. They are boomerangs which always come back to the thrower, who in the end is injured much more by them than the one at whom they were aimed. People who nurse a grudge or bitter resentment never get any real satisfaction out of such conduct. When it's too late, they realize that they only added fuel to the flame of their anger and resentment and further increased their unhappiness. In goodwill to others lies the cure for all the evils of society. With goodwill in our hearts, there is no possibility of cherishing a grudge against a neighbor, of willfully injuring another. Hatred, ill will, cannot live an instant in the presence of the golden rule. In the presence of love, love melts all prejudices, dissolves all hatreds and jealousies, neutralizes all bitterness. All doors fly open to love. It has no enemies. It is a welcome guest everywhere. It needs no introduction, for it introduces itself, and every created thing responds to it. It has transformed wild beasts into the dearest and most lovable pets. 
It drives the brood out of every human being. What a fearful price people pay for their revenge. A price which staggers their advancement, kills their efficiency, ruins their happiness, their characters. I have known people to carry for years feelings of bitter hatred and a desire for revenge. A determination to get even with those who injured them. Until their whole characters were so changed that they became almost inhuman. Hatred, revenge, and jealousy are poisons just as fatal to all that is noblest in us as arsenic is fatal to the physical life. Think for a moment how unmanly, how unwomanly, how despicable it is to be waiting for an opportunity to injure another, or to get even with someone. Robert Browning says, It is good to forgive, best to forget. Many people, however, say of someone who has done them an injury, I can forgive, but I can never forget. That is not forgiving. For as long as we hold the injury done us in mind, we do not forgive from our hearts. That is not love's way. It is not God's way. For it's been said to the wrongdoer who repents, Though thy sins be as scarlet, they shall be made whiter than snow. For any real or fancied wrong, in which you hold a grudge against your neighbor, there is a better way of getting even than by building a fence of spite. Love's way is infinitely better. It will win over your neighbor's respect and love and it will have the approval of your own soul. You may have tried the getting even policy, the hatred and grudge method. You may have tried the revenge way, the jealousy way. You may have tried the worry, the anxiety method, and these have pained and tortured you all the more. You may have tried law in the courts to settle troubles and difficulties with neighbors and business associates. And perhaps you won lawsuits, only to make bitter lifelong enemies. But perhaps you have never yet tried love's way, except on brief occasions. If you have not yet tried it as a principle, as a life philosophy, as a great life lubricant, begin now. It will smooth out all the rough places and wonderfully ease your journey over the jolts of life. In proportion as you see the God in your friends and in your fellow human beings, generally will you call out their divine qualities and your own, because you appeal to the God like in them and in yourself. That is the secret of brotherhood and sisterhood, of harmony and happiness. Those who make love's way a life policy always see the best in people and say pleasant, helpful things to them and about them. 
The trouble with most of us is that we do not make love's way a life policy. We do not open up our natures, throw wide the doors of our hearts and sympathies, and thus let in the sunshine of goodwill, cheer, and kindness. If we were only as generous in judging others as we are in judging ourselves, as tolerant of others' weaknesses as we are of our own, we should be very slow to anger. The habit of holding the goodwill, the kindly sympathetic thought toward everyone, would lift our minds above petty jealousy and meanness. It would enrich and enlarge our whole nature. The daily habit of wishing everybody well, of feeling like wishing everybody a Godspeed, no matter if they are strangers, ennobles character and beautifies and enriches life. Yet everywhere we see people who are quarreling half the time, nagging, fault-finding, and getting mad over trifles unworthy of attention. What a way for men and women with divine possibilities to spend their lives. Remember that your own will always come back to you. Your attitude toward others will be practically their attitude toward you. Hatred cannot live an instant in the presence of love any more than fire and water can live together. The practice of the golden rule, obedience to the command, love your enemies, kills revenge, jealousy, greed, all unkindness. It makes friends of enemies. This is as natural as it is scientific. We all love kindly, magnanimous treatment. It softens hearts and wipes out ill feeling. Hatred and resentment cannot live in an atmosphere of friendliness, of helpfulness, of brotherly and sisterly love. Did you ever realize that by yielding instead of resisting, by giving in instead of being stubborn, of being a stickler for an apology, you disarm the resentment? and awaken the better nature of the one who has injured you? Many people in doing so have gained the goodwill of one whom they had regarded as an enemy. Give in, my friend. That is love's way. Don't resist. Don't be a stickler for the fine points, for the letter of your rights. But show yourself big, magnanimous, generous to your foe or fancied enemy. You will arouse what is big and generous in them. They will say to themselves, Why, I never realized that this person was so good, that they had such splendid qualities. They will be so impressed by your yielding, your giving in, when according to custom you had a perfect right to resist, that they will become your friend. They cannot help admiring such magnanimity. They cannot stand off, hold out. After that, any more than someone you knock against accidentally on the street can hold their resentment when you apologize graciously.
and tell them how sorry you are. The way of hatred, of resistance, the policy of harboring a grudge and trying to get even always leads to sorrow and disaster. Taking the law into your own hands and in blind passion taking revenge for what often proved to be fancied injuries or insults is a very serious matter. You cannot afford to go through the world recklessly venting passion and spite upon those you think have injured or insulted you. You cannot afford to go through life with a shield up in front of you, always ready to ward off thrusts from others who you think are going to hurt or insult you. You cannot afford the fatal rankling of hatred and revenge in your soul. They are efficiency killers, happiness destroyers. No one can afford to allow the enemies of their health, their happiness, and their efficiency, the enemies of their eternal welfare, to run riot in their nature, to blur their ideals, mar their ambition, and strangle their chances in life. The infant puts its hand in the flame, and the pain it suffers teaches it a bitter lesson. It knows better than to do it again. After we have had our revenge, after we have tortured ourselves with thoughts which tear and lacerate us, after we have had experience enough of this kind, we shall learn that it is too expensive a business that we cannot afford to pay such a price for the sake of getting even with another person. The next time you are so angry that your blood boils with indignation and you are ready to belch forth the hot lava of your temper like a volcano, just think a moment and don't do it. The next time you are inclined to hold a grudge in your heart, against someone you think has injured you, don't do it. You are only putting up a fence of spite between yourself and your God. There's an infinitely better way of getting even than flying into a passion or holding a grudge, a glorious way that will give you peace of mind and infinite satisfaction. Love's way. Try it. Don't send that sarcastic, bitter email which you wrote in an angry mood and which gave you a feeling of spiteful satisfaction because you thought you had done a smart thing and were going to get even with someone who had insulted or injured you. Delete it. There is a better way. Love's way. Try it. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get the best of our podcast in heirloom hardcover or digital ebook by visiting inspirationallifelessons.com. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.